Hello. Welcome to the Haas Lady Podcast, where I help you declutter your life and your home. Hello, Haas listeners. It is Becky, the Haas Lady. How is everybody doing? For me, it's ending the month of July. We did some no by July and learned a lot about my spending habits, my shopping habits. I hope you learned a lot too. And I hope you were able to just bring awareness to how you spend your money, what kind of clutter you bring into your house and why. So moving into August, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Literally trying to recover from surgery and trying to recover from a week-long session that I did with a client, a very special client up in Michigan. And typically I don't travel, but because this is such a special client, I wanted to really get in there with her because she means the world to me. Her family means the world to me and they deserve the best. And, you know, life gets away from you. Shit happens. Clutter piles up. Your your beautiful spaces turn into stressful stressful spaces, and what I wanted for her was to get back into those beautiful spaces. So, this is a guest who is going to actually be with me today on the podcast. I do not usually ask clients to come on the podcast with me because it's such a private. It's such a private like commitment or a private, what am I trying to say? A private journey that some people just don't want to share and that's okay. But I did not give her a choice because I'm mean and she's my sister. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted my sister. Her name is Sarah. She's my very best friend in the whole world. And I, as we were doing her house, I wanted to do like everything, but it takes time. You know, it's not like we can just go in and do it in a day and it's done. And I'm getting older and she's getting older, much, much older. But I, (laughs) I did not want to, or I could not do everything because I had to come back to Alabama for my surgery. So I guess my point to that was I... I'm just so thankful that I was able to do what little I could do when I was there. And while we were doing her bedroom and her hallway bathroom closet and part of the living room and dining room and things like that, she said something to me and I just kind of had this, oh my God, I have to bring her on the podcast because this is what people need to hear. And what she said to me was, Becky, you really need to do an episode or a blog post or something about why it's okay to ask for help and how do you ask for help and when should you ask for help? And I thought, well, duh, that's the best thing I've ever heard because I think people think they can handle it. They think they can get in there and do it and they might get a little bit accomplished, but they get stuck, they get overwhelmed, they stop doing whatever. And so there we go. That's where we are. 
So Sarah, my sister, lives in Michigan. She is 50 years old, much, much older than I am. Becky, <laughs> how rude. <laughs> and <laughs> she is an amazing mother, an amazing wife, an amazing sister. And listen, y'all, she's incredibly smart and she just needed my help. And that's what I went up there to do. So without me keep going about that, Sarah, introduce yourself. Tell my listeners who you are and what you love to do. Hi, everybody. Uh, Becky, thank you for having me on. And how rude of you to say my age. Uh, (laughs) Rude, just rude. Um, I live in Michigan. I've been in Michigan for 24 years. Can you believe that? That's not crazy. Um, I live just outside of Detroit. So I am in the Detroit metro area. Um, for a living, I am an IT tech support engineer. That's my actual title. Nice. Um, I do not have an engineering degree, (laughs) but I do have a pseudo degree in, uh, tech support. Anyway, um, I had actually mentioned to Becky, maybe she could do a podcast about, cleaning up your electronic life, which maybe, maybe we'll do, maybe I'll contribute to that eventually when she gets there. Um, so that's my whole IT spiel right there. Oh yeah. You're absolutely um, coming back for the, the, the digital clutter. Oh, absolutely. Digital clutter. That's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, um, uh, I'm so proud of Becky and her host lady and her whole endeavor to help uh, people get their house organized, get their life organized, get everything kind of just in place. You know, it just, it just feels good to have your things where they, where where they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. When I came up there earlier this month and just started removing everything from your closet and pulling everything out into the living room, into the dining room, which by the way, when we walked into the house, it was gorgeous. Everything was clean and pretty. It did not look like something you would see on like hoarders. It didn't look like anything bad. Like she has a beautiful home and, you know, yeah, there were some laundry baskets. There were some things piled up on a countertop and whatnot, but that's typical. That's normal. That's not like weird, but what <laughs> what happens is you kind of get to this point where everything surface wise everything visible is nice but when you start opening cabinets and closets and looking inside the hidden spaces that's when you're starting to see this clutter that you don't you know it's there but you don't really want to address it or maybe it's just not an issue or maybe you just sight, out of mind exactly out yeah. of sight out of mind It's the Monica closet syndrome. I've talked about that before. So, um, so anyway, so I start pulling things out of her bedroom and it was like stuff just kept coming out and kept coming out and kept coming out. And it's like, holy cow, where was all of this stuff hidden or, you know, it didn't look like there was that much stuff in her bedroom, but it covered her entire living room, the entire living room, the entire dining room. and 
I know like, you know, the family is all involved in this, even though it's just her bedroom, but everyone is like, oh my gosh, the house has been taken over by boxes and stuff. How do you feel like your family reacted when I was there? And if they gave you any like, like comments behind the scenes that they maybe didn't want to say in front of me, did they, what, what were their reactions to all of my nonsense? Actually, to be honest, everybody was really cool about it because obviously everybody is very familiar with Becky and her, her host lady ways. And, um, I think that they trusted you enough that they trusted the, the process. Um, you know, it's, it, it is, I think I'm the one that freaked out more than anybody else, to be honest, because mm-hmm you she, okay so just for a little bit of back background I do work from home I have a, an office in my home and I was working that week while Becky was doing her hoss ladying <laughs> of my home and I you know would take you know breaks throughout the day and come out there and go oh oh dear oh my goodness um <laughs> it's it's overwhelming to see it to see your life laid out like that Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I, the family actually was, was really cool about it. They just kind of, you know, walked around it and said, <laughs> okay. And, uh, went on about their day to be honest. <laughs> even, even my husband was like, you know, pretty chill about it. He was only concerned about his tools and some things that were in the room. And, um, he said, you know, just make sure she doesn't, and she said, it, he said it like three times, make sure she doesn't hide my drill somewhere. Make sure my drill <laughs> is, is somewhere. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll make sure your drill, but yeah. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I remember Jordan and Jordan is our baby brother <clears throat> who's living with Sarah. Our 31 um, year old baby brother. Yeah. Our adult baby brother. He um came in from wherever and kind of walked through and he was like, Oh, Becky's been here. <laughs> I heard him from the other room. It was great. But, um, but yeah, that's the thing. I think people get very nervous about you touching or me touching their items, their things, you know, they're, especially a bedroom. Like there's very personal things. Your underwear is in there. Your, you know, your personal things are in Mm -hmm. your bedroom and it's, it could be a little bit nerve wracking, I think for people to go through your stuff. So just to elaborate on that, just a tiny bit, um, I, I have always been a secret squirrel hider. Mm -hmm. So Becky was talking about, you know, the house looked fine until you started opening closets and drawers and things like that. I have always been a secret squirrel hider, especially when I'm trying to clean up, like just, you know, just throw a bunch of crap in a drawer, throw a bunch of crap in a closet. And in your bedroom is really where you hide the more intimate things or the more embarrassing things or Mm -hmm. things you don't want people to see. So yes, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, that's part of the process is, you know, it's okay to be secretive. It's okay to have secret hidey holes and things like that. But what I often find in, in a situation like that is that you're going to have really, really random shit in a closet that doesn't need to have those things. You know what I mean? Like 
and and I'm going to go back to Marty and his drill. Like, yes, I found his drill in the bedroom closet. And my first thought was, well, shit, that needs to go down into the basement with all the other tools. But I knew he was being very, like, not anxious, but maybe nervous about me moving his stuff. Okay. Okay. So I chose to leave the items that he had put away up in the closet there. And I just gave them, you know, little boxes to put in so he would be able to see them and they're still there. And that's fine. Like he wanted those things there, but they were there and he knew they were there. And it wasn't like he was just hiding things away. And, but that's the thing, like you open a closet and all of a sudden you're finding things that, you know, you took on a trip four years ago and you left it in a bag and it's still in there in the closet and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that happens. But I think when you start to pull everything out and you start to realize how much stuff you actually own and how much stuff probably doesn't even need to belong in the space we're working on, um, it just brings so such awareness to what you have and how much you have. And that's the whole point of my process is when we clear a space, like we did your closet first and we cleared out everything and you could see how much clothes you have, how many bags you have and the shoes and things like that. Things that were probably, you know, haven't been worn in a very long time or, or you know, and you even said a couple of times, oh, I forgot I had that, you know, things like that. So when you see everything out like that, how hard is it to let things go and how, what's, what is the balance between letting things go and wanting to put things back that you just, you just want to keep for whatever reason? Well, to be honest, I have been uh, doing a little bit of decluttering here and there. Um, I'll go through, you know, little phases where I want to declutter and I'll declutter this cabinet or this area or this drawer in the kitchen, whatever. Um, but when everything's laid out like that, um, it is overwhelming to see all of your stuff. That's a lot of stuff. And you, I, I am to the point in my life where I, I'm realizing I don't need all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so in in my mindset, you know, along those ways, especially after listening to Becky's podcasts and, you know, sort of gearing up for it, um, it wasn't that hard for me to start getting rid of things. I think we probably purged about half of my bedroom. Would you say that's accurate? Oh, easily. Yeah. 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 And that's not including, well, actually it is including furniture because we actually did mm-hmm. clear out the furniture and buy furniture that was smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, and it was even actually over my budget. I didn't <laughs> go over my budget with all that, but <laughs> so worth it. It was so much worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at all the stuff, um, you know, I'm realizing, you know, I'm, I, I we, we sort of, our mother was a, I might use this later type yes. person. And, you know, of course, we kind of, you know, adopt that mindset a little bit. And then I had, you know, quite a few items that were, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mend this shirt. I'm going to, you know, uh, do something with this item or, you know, whatever. And, and it sits in the closet and you don't do anything with it. So those items were the first to go, I think. Mm-hmm. And when we started going through my closet, um, 
Becky was very, very helpful because she would hold up every item and I would just sit there and say, yes, no, you know, and yes, Mm -hmm. or get rid of it. And, you know, we got to the point where I think, how many bags of clothing did we end up purging about? Oh, Jesus. At least 10 bags of clothes. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite a few, uh, quite a few things. And uh, my husband still has a little bit of clothing to go through, but um, yeah, just Becky would hold it up and say yes or no. And I, you know, if if I was sort of pondering about it, she's okay. When was the last time you wore it? I'm like, okay, (laughs) fine. Get rid of it. You know, (laughs) fine. Fine. Yeah. That's like when I was doing mom's closet and she had a, a suit in there that had dust on it. And she was like, Oh no, keep. And I was like, mother, it has dust. You obviously have not worn it in a while. <laughs> and she's like, but it's a good suit. It's, you know, and I was like, so when did you wear it? Well, I wore it to work. I'm like, so you're going to get out of retirement and go back to work. Is that what you're saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm not going back to work. I said, okay, so we don't need to keep the suit. Somebody out there needs the suit. It's not you. Um, But I think too, one of the ways that I, I, help with a closet or any area really is when I pull everything out, <laughs> I have tons of bins laying around and I pull things out and separate them into category. So she had a box for just cardigan sweaters and a box for, for hoodies and a box for t-shirt and a box for short sleeve blouses, long sleeve blouses, and very, very specific to go all the way through the closet. And what that helps you do is like, as we're going through the cardigan bin and she's got four black ones. You know what I mean? Like, which one do you wear the most? Do you wear them all? Do we need to keep four of them? That kind of thing. So that's what really helps when we are going through that process. I think a lot of home organizers want you to kind of, you know, make a decision on the fly as you're pulling things out of the closet. And you're going to say, yes, keep, yes, keep, yes, keep to three black cardigans and mm-hmm. forget you have three black cardigans. Right, you know? right. So that's one thing you did do is you tried me, tried to get me to get rid of some of my hoodies. Mm -hmm. And I had to remind you, I live in Michigan. (laughs) We (laughs) we need our hoodies. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm like, really? You need this many hoodies? (laughs) Have you ever been in Michigan in February? (laughs) No, because I refuse to go up there. I hate the snow. I would not ever go up there in February (laughs) unless I was required to and someone like, helicoptered me into your front yard that would be the only way (laughs) okay okay all right so anyway so we got we got your bedroom done and oh my god it looks so good it looked like I was so freaking proud of it and I had a vision and I knew that I was pushing you to spend money and and it's not that I wanted you to like go broke for this process but I knew that if you had a system that was very very tailored to your method, like the way you can clean and make it easier mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. are a secret squirrel hidey ho thing, whatever you called that secret. what you call? I just called you a secret squirrel hidey ho. You did. You did. No, sorry, uh, secret squirrel hider. I hide <laughs> Okay. I'm not a ho. Thank <laughs> Maybe. you. Not anymore. <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> You're going to edit that out, right? Maybe. Um, but anyway, no, the, um, so instead of having giant 
big dresser drawers that could fit like, you know, 700 outfits. Right. To slim it down and find these little bins because we got her those those cube storage things that are real popular and actually behind me. I love them. And each cube will have its own purpose, its own function, and its own very specific item of clothing. So rather than having all your shirts in one giant drawer where things get lost and you have to dig for shit, get these little bins can only hold like, you know, the short sleeve shirts or the leggings in one and pants in another rather than having everything together. So yeah, we did, we did spend a little money and we got your bedroom very, very like organized. Everything had a function and a space. Every drawer had a function. What did that feel like after I left? Like, what was your mental state when it was time to put away laundry? And how did that change from before? Well, uh, it was a relief. Um, it, It didn't feel so daunting to do laundry. It didn't feel so daunting to fold the clothes and put them away. It, it, it felt, in fact, I didn't let the laundry pile up for three loads before I folded them and put them away. I put away every load as they came out of the dryer. Wow. Uh, like you're supposed to, <laughs> or, you know, whatever. I guess you're not really supposed to, whatever, but you know, um, it, it was, it was easier to maintain because it was already functional, you know, mm-hmm. everything, like you said, everything had its purpose. Everything had its area. And, you know, um, instead of, you know, fighting with the drawers and stuff like that, you know, I just put everything back where, where it belonged and there was a definite place for it. I didn't have to think, Hmm, where should I put this? Yeah. So that's kind of a time saver too. Like I think for sure, like you were saying, you let the laundry pile up and that I think comes from our childhood. And I don't know if I've told this story on, on the podcast or not, but you know, I remember mom telling me a story about how they couldn't find me one day and that I had fallen asleep in the pile of laundry. You do? Okay. So you were asleep in a pile of clean clothes that were in the dining room floor. (laughs) It was probably seven or eight loads of laundry. Right. Clean, but you just, you crawled up in underneath them and piled them up on top of you and fell asleep. And we (laughs) we only found you because we heard you snoring a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So true. But I know so many people in the world have these laundry mountains that they, you know, it's, and it's a mental thing. Like, I don't want to put the laundry away because I have to fight with the freaking closet and scoot things over and move things around and fold things up and find a space for it. Right, right. But eliminating all of those like mental obstacles where it just feels super easy and quick to just take your laundry straight from the dryer, put it in the drawer oh my God, there's no, there's no thought. There's no drama. It just happens. So that is a, a, like a huge win for you. And I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy. So we were only able to do the bedroom and we freaking did the bedroom, like went all out. I did your bathroom hall closet, which is kind of like, it's almost like a master suite. So she has like a hallway that goes down where there's a bathroom and a hall closet. And I also did that closet for you and that whole side of the house, I feel like is going to be completely ready for if you decide 
to sell the house one day or move or whatever. Mm -hmm. How did that spill over into the rest of the house? Because we really didn't get much work done otherwise. What have you done since I left? Because I know you told me some things. Well, um, I like I said, I work from home and I have a home office. Uh, there's a, a closet in there that was kind of a catch-all. Um, and I had a lot of stuff from when our mother passed. I had some of her stuff in there. I had, uh, you know, like paperwork and things like that in there. And then just some random stuff. Um, so the weekend after... I guess it was the weekend after you left. Um, I did the Haas method and I pulled everything out of that closet and I organized it into categories and I got rid of uh, quite a few items and um, I reorganized it. Um, the only thing I'm not too happy about it is, is I didn't have like, you know, like matching containers to put everything away and look all, you know, bougie uh-huh. but um I did I did actually uh go to uh, big lots last weekend and I found some containers to put those things in I haven't done it yet but um that's going to be one of my next things is to organize those categoried items into you know nice looking containers and make that closet look nice uh-huh. um but beyond that you know um just kind of being a little more aware of the clutter that accumulates around the house and other areas, you know, um, just kind of being aware. I did purge, you know, things out of my kitchen maybe a year ago, but, you know, I'm I'm starting to think, well, maybe it is time to do it again, you know, Uh and think about, you know, when was the last time I used this mixer? Maybe once this year, you know, is that worth hanging on to? Um, And, you know, we are considering moving in, you know, maybe a year or two. And, you know, I want to be to the point where I can just, you know, easily or as easily as you can, you know, pack Mm -hmm. the house up and not have to have, you know, a lot of fuss about it. But, you know, having that in mind, you know, also kind of, you know, how hard is it going to be to move when we decide to move, you know, mm-hmm. how big of a truck are we going to need? You know, can we get a smaller truck if we downsize a little bit, you know, that kind of thing. So it kind of spills off into the other areas. Now, one, one big problem area that I have right now, which will not be for long is we did pile up lots of things in the basement for garage sale. Yeah. And my husband kept saying, you're not going to do garage sales. Just going to sit down there and collect, collect dust. Well, I'm going to prove him wrong. Like challenge accepted. Yes. So <laughs> we, we have, we have decided uh, to have a garage sale Labor Day weekend. Yes. Uh, I would do it sooner, but we're, there's construction on my road right now. And I don't want to deal with all that, but, and I don't have access to my driveway right now because of the construction. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, you know, it kind of, it's spilling over into other, other areas. And I'm really, really, really excited to have that garage sale, not to have the garage sale, not to make any money from the garage sale, but to get my basement back. Yes. You know, there's so much clutter down there. There's furniture, there's, you know, just all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. 
and and some of it was piled up from when I did my purging, you know, uh, mm-hmm. earlier before Becky even came out here. So, yeah. Yeah. So having things in one central location that, you know, will go either to donate to the trash or to the yard sale is probably the best way to get things in one spot, get everything centralized. And yeah, it might feel icky to have all that crap down in your basement, especially when you go down there to do laundry and you see it, it's a reminder all the time, but at least you have a date, you have a date. You know when your yard sale is going to be. And that's one thing I preach. Like you can, you can put things away to sell and whatnot, but if you're not taking pictures of it automatically as you're pulling it out and putting it online or putting it in the central location to where you are absolutely going to pull it all out in a few weeks for a specific date yard sale and you know the date, then you either need to just purge it and get rid of it or throw it in the trash. Like don't hold on to things unless you have a reason. So that's awesome. Um, and you were, you were saying that some of mom's stuff and this, you know, I don't want to like be emotional or anything, but like you had some of mom's stuff in that, that office closet. And I think a lot of people have such a hard time letting go of things that belong to someone they love. That's gone. Mm-hmm. Did you, yeah. Did you keep any of mom's things or did you put them in a certain location? What did you do well, with that stuff? Honestly, um, when I, I had it in my head that in that closet was full of all mom's crap. It was mostly mine. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy how you yes. think it's one yeah. thing? Yeah. Yes. Um, so, I mean, honestly, the stuff that was mom's was like art supplies and things that didn't hold any sentimental value. Mm -hmm. So those were easy to say, okay, those are, we can, we don't need that. Um, the, honestly, before all that, the hardest decision was the furniture that was in the bedroom. That was furniture that was in our grandparents' house. Mm -hmm. And then our mom had it in her bedroom and then after she passed away, I hauled it. We actually, Becky and I got a U-Haul and hauled it up <laughs> here to Michigan a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had that in my bedroom ever since. So making the decision to remove that furniture out of the bedroom was honestly the hardest part because that was just that was childhood memories, you know? Uh Um, but luckily a family member decided to keep that furniture. So we are going to hang on to it in the basement, but it's going to be going to a specific family member that decided they wanted to keep it. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, honestly I'm to the point where really the only thing I really needed to keep of my mother's was, uh, uh, a little bit of fabric, which I'm still considering having hiring someone to make a quilt and um, her artwork. Yeah. 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 And we have a plan for her artwork and I forgot to bring it home with me, but yeah, I think we have, it's not the ones you're keeping, but like all of her artwork, that big okay. thing she's got. I want to, I want to display it. And anyway, we'll talk about that off the air, but um but yeah, that's funny. I remember the first time right after mom passed and we did bring all that stuff home, um, including the furniture. I remember having a little box that her <laughs> her dentures were in and we were like, what do you do with these? Do you throw them away? Do you like why? And we were it was so hard to throw away dentures. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Because holy cow, that's like, <laughs> it's such a funny thing to hold on to, but also so weird. Like, why would you? Well, I think honestly, because that's, it was such an intimate thing. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it was very, a very personal. She had a love hate relationship with those <laughs> damn dentures, you know, with, and if anybody was coming over, I'll let me put my dentures in. But if no, it was, she, let us, me go get my tea. Let me go, go get, get my, my tea. tea. <laughs> it, you know, but if, you know, if it was just us, just family, she would not wear those top dentures for Mm-mm. nothing. She hated nope. them. She, you know, and I think it was, there was just <laughs> so much, you know, evolving around, revolving around those dentures for years that, yeah, <laughs> that, that's probably why that was so hard to get rid of. Like, oh my gosh, what do you do with these dentures? Well, you know, I think the best answer, the best way to present that is, are you going to put them in a shadow box and hang them on the wall? If not. (laughs) Well, you know, Katie, Katie had an idea. We could make a snow globe. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Please, please. If you know someone who makes snow globes, reach out. That has to happen. Katie has a a really good idea. So. uh, Okay, good. (laughs) If you still have them. (laughs) The dentures, I don't have them. Do you not have them? I thought you had them. I don't think I have them. Mm-hmm. I might have got rid of them. Okay. Well, shit. Darn. Now, yeah. we, now we're like, dang, we could have kept those. <laughs> a Christmas ornament. I mean, come on. Just hang them in the tree. Or, or I was also thinking it'd be funny to like sneak them in your suitcase when you came to visit. <laughs> like, just, just have some dentures in your underwear. <laughs> you just pass it between each other. Every time you visit, I'll put it in yours. <laughs> Oh, mama. So silly. That's so funny. (laughs) But you were talking about like how hard it was to get rid of the furniture. And I don't think I've shared this on the podcast, but when our grandmother died, she had, she was a quilter and she had tons of quilts. And um, I think all the grandchildren like inherited one. I think that's kind of how that worked. Everybody got, yeah. Yeah. So I got one and it was a huge, like red, white, and blue, very intricately done. Mm-hmm. And I put it in a box or sorry, a bag. And it sat in the garage since the moment I got it. I have no bed to put it on. I have nowhere to display it. I don't, it doesn't like, it doesn't match anything in my home or my themes or anything like that. So I put it in our yard sale not too long ago. And this everyone was coming up to it, touching it. Oh my God, it's beautiful. How much for it? And I would tell them the price and they'd be like, Oh, that's nice. And they'd walk away. This one woman who's about my age, she walks up and she's got her and her mother. Who's got a little cane. She was probably, you know, in her late sixties and she had her daughter with her who was about the age of my daughter. And she starts walking up and they're looking at things and they're making jokes and they're saying, hey, you need to do this. And oh my gosh, you need to buy that. And blah, 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 blah. She sees the quilt, right? The mom, the the girl my age. And she walks up to the quilt, like beeline straight for it. She picks it up and she looks at it and she's kind of fingering it and touching it. And she goes, and she puts her face right in the middle of it and just kind of snuggles up into it, smells it really big. And she looks at her mom with this look on her face, like, and she looks at me and she says, how much? And I told her, and she was like, I'm buying this. And I had priced <laughs> it really high because I knew the value of it. And I didn't think people would actually buy it. Right. But right. seeing her reaction, seeing how she was going to like love this quilt. Yeah. And 
take it home and probably put it on a bed. And she just like, that was, that was good. I felt yeah. so good yeah. letting someone like that have it. And I think so many people need to hear this because it is hard to get rid of things it is. that it is. belong to someone else, especially something that was handmade like that, like a family right. heirloom kind of thing. Right, but right. I, I am a very sentimental person. Obviously, I have a lot of knickknacks that are sentimental to me. But if I don't have a way to display it or to use it or to love it, then it's time to let someone else have it, have mm-hmm. that option. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, oh my gosh, we have talked. How long have we talked? Probably way too long. long. We could probably make two episodes. Lord, well, we will because you're going to come yeah. back and you're going to talk about the uh, digital clutter. The digital clutter. Yeah. Okay. So I guess in closing, is there anything you want to just tell people like, you know, the best benefit or the, the hardest part and, you know, anything else you have to say about what we did earlier this month? Well, you know, the world that we live in right now is crazy. And, you know, uh, as women, you know, we, we work full time, we take care of the family, we take care of the house. And, you know, you would think even with the kids being grown, that there wouldn't be that much to do. That is wrong. <laughs> you know, now they are, are young adults with adult problems, you know, mm-hmm. that you have to help figure out, you know. Um, you know, having time to just sit and enjoy your home, to sit and enjoy, you know, just your space. Um, when you can't do that, when you can't sit back and relax because you're worried about, oh, look at that. Oh, look at this, you know, um, once you do kind of let go and start getting rid of things and just organizing your area, um, a lot of that stress kind of leaves. And, and honestly, I don't think I knew how stressful my, my bedroom was until I started decluttering it until Becky started decluttering it. I don't think I knew how stressful um, my office was actually, no, I think I didn't know how stressful that was, but just, uh, the, there is a, a level of, um, I don't know, pressure that kind of goes away once you start, you know, getting things in order. Um, and, you know, I think asking for help, I think that's very important. You know, we, we kind of grew up in an era where asking for help was, you know, you sh- you're supposed to do it on your own, you know, mm-hmm. asking for help was kind of a faux pas, but, um, you know, sometimes you just need help, you know, and if, even if you don't need help doing the job, uh, having someone sit down with you and just kind of working out a plan, you know, mm-hmm. Someone's ideas are, you know, like, oh, I didn't even think of that. You know, somebody's ideas are, you know, golden when you're just trying to work out, you know, what to do with all this crap, Uh you know, and, you know, I'm super duper grateful that, you know, my sister is the host lady so that she, you know, can come up here and and spend a whole week, you know, Uh (laughs) Um, and yeah, I would have loved to have gotten further with more stuff. Can you come back? in a couple weeks, Becky? Um, September. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I actually thought when it gets cooler, but not snow, but not snow. (laughs) 
then you want to come before Halloween and you're probably, probably. Oh, to be okay. I so have September. No, in early October before in Michigan. So, Oh, I'll come for your, I'll come for your yard sale. You come for Labor Day? I'll come for your yard sale. Yeah. Labor Day. Sweet. Okay. Sweet. Now that everybody knows my travel plans. but yeah I I agree sometimes we just need an extra hand even if it's not physically doing the labor someone who can just be your support system be your accountability exactly and and get you and brainstorm and all Mm -hmm. that yeah awesome okay well I'll be back in a few weeks kidding not kidding that's like a month away so it is all right yeah well, Sarah, thank you for coming on. I know this was probably awkward. I had purposefully not given you any questions or given you any warning about what we were going to talk about because I didn't want it to feel um, choreographed in any way, right. especially since you're my sister and, you know, you could have totally said <clears throat> whatever you wanted to about me, about how, you know, <laughs> what a bitch I am and blah, 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 blah. But you mean I'm like just, you called me a hoe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I knew that I knew that when I left that your your presence, your inner, like your talking, your just everything, you just felt you were smiling, your face looked lighter, your just your whole personality was <sighs> and so I just know that I wanted to share that with other people because I don't think people realize how important it is to get in there and get your life organized to make everything spill over into the other parts of your life better. So, right. right. And sometimes you don't realize the stress that it's, it's impacting your life. Mm-hmm. It's so um, subconscious. It's it really, it's, is. yeah, it really is. Yeah. Cause you see it every day and you're like, Oh, there's my pile of shit and just leave it there. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's my pile of shit. Okay. And then eventually you don't even see it. You're like, okay. Yeah. You just, <laughs> you, you walk over the same sock yeah. for, you know, Two yeah. weeks until you finally realize, come out of the fog, and you're like, "Why is the sock still sitting here?" So yeah, right. and it, and it, when it gets to the clutter, when you finally wake up, you're just like, "Well, that's that's a hot mess. I'm not touching it." Right. And you just you go deeper into your fog. So, all right. Well, I won't keep you. I know you have to go to work, and I've got lots to do today as well. So, Sarah, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, um, listeners. You, oh my gosh, of course, anytime. Um, listeners, thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed me and my sister and our just silly chat, but also I hope you, you know, were able to take away a little bit from what she said and, and our experiences together. I look forward to the month of August and I'm going to sit down right now and work out my August challenge. So stay tuned for that. And if you would like to follow me or work with me, the Haas lady, you can follow me at the Haas lady on basically all social media. Um, Instagram has some, what do you call those underscores and (laughs) the underscore Haas underscore lady. And you can look at my website, thehaaslady.com. And if you want to get in on this August challenge and all the challenges that we do monthly, you can subscribe to my newsletter, which is thehosslady.com slash get started. So until next time, guys, don't forget, we don't put things down. We put things away. So let's get to it. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to my Hoss Lady podcast. My name is Becky, and I cannot wait to share more ideas with you 
to help you get your environment and your mind to a more organized space. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one, visit my website at thehosslady.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave me a review and share with your friends. Until next time, let's get to it.